This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. If this were a real emergency, Trump would be president. Oh, God, please don't bring that topic up. Welcome to Beer Plus 3, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Here today is everyone's favorite producer, a man that was voted Breathiest Podcaster of 2016. It's Rick the Breath Anderson. I don't think I'm that breathy. I really don't. <laughs> also, Jesus Jones couldn't have said it better. Right here, right now, there's no place she wants to be. It's Bree Legwards. Well, there are s- s- wait. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what legword might mean. And I'm, yeah. It's, it's, it's I think mesh. I've got some pretty nice legs. Thank you very much. Well, no, I bet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're strong. They yeah, take I'm sure. Cruise, like, it's Longwell Edwards. Yeah, but legword. Oh, legword. I thought you said, said legwords. I did. I said legwords. Yeah. Oh. 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 Longwell. I'm gonna legwords. Oh, well. Anyway, I'm just trying to wake up from that dream every working person has had. And we are Beer Plus Three. We are. I had that dream this morning. I don't know if anybody else, and I know everyone else has had this dream. Oh, that one. Or no, the yesterday morning. I don't know what morning. It all kind of flows together. But you have that dream where you just can't seem to get to work on time or at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you're just—it's like you can't get out of bed, or you something else is going wrong, or you find yourself in Malaysia, or you <laughs> you you are, you know, all of a sudden a bubble steals you away. Or my my very dog starts talking to you, and you can't stop the conversation. Right, kind of thing. My variation of that dream is the uh, is um, I'm always on campus. I'm back in college, and I've just realized that I missed a final. And I'm just I'm and it and it hits me in the dream and I'm thinking oh my god that's right I was supposed to be there at eleven, and I go to the place where the finals happening and inevitably there's always the teacher is still there it's empty now, and it's as like a, as a legit student when you said you yeah. missed the final I had yeah. a heart attack I know it's just, it's did you see my eyes it is the like, most what? unpleasant oh, sensation I did that once in real life though I actually missed a final, and I did exactly what the dream what happens in the dream I went to the location. And the teacher was still there, and then she said, "An amazing. This is a, to this day, you know, I should have bought this teacher flowers or something. I should have done something nice for a her car." She looked at Painted me. And she goes, house. "She goes, come back to my office." And I went back to her office. There was a little area out in her office. There was she, much gnashing of teeth and yeah, moaning. She and got the, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to be a little more subtle about it. No, she she actually put the final down in front of me, and she said, "She goes, I understand. Go ahead and do it." I was like, oh, my God. And so I got to sit out in front of her office and, and do this final that I was supposed to have done two hours earlier. But, uh, but yeah, I, I to this day, I have dreams about missing finals. Like, I'm in, in college, yeah, and, I'm, and I miss a final. I've never had a dream about missing finals yeah. or a test, but missing work, yeah. 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 I don't, I must I've, I've even had the dream where I was stuck in Mexico and I couldn't get to work. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even work in Mexico. How am I having this dream? Yeah, I must not give a shit about work. I guess. I mean, if I I never dream about being late to work, I never have that kind of dream. I, Do you have a lot of stress in real life about getting to work on time? No, no, not really. Huh. It's just once in a while, you know. 
You know what weird dream I used to have recur- a recurring dream when Alex was little was losing her like in a public place. Ugh. Yeah. And I had a dream we were at a this is the weirdest dream. I we were at a taping of a game show. Right? <laughs> we're watching the game show. It's a huge audience and Alex is sitting next to me. She must have been like 2 at the time. Deanne's not with us. It's just me and Alex. And then when we get out, they have like this little cordoned off area where the whole audience has to go. You know, they're basically being routed like cattle down this little thin area. And so the whole thing is pressing in, and it kind of, it's kind of like when you're at a concert, and there's it's like you're waiting to get in, and everybody's pressing in, and you're in that kind of that situation. And in the dream, I just remember it's like suddenly the hand slips out of my hand, and mm-hmm. it's like there's just a sea of people around me, and I'm like, I can't see her. I've had I that dream, should, oh, too. Oh, yeah. God, I hate that. I've had that dream every year for nine years now. <laughs> <laughs> So and it's a terrible fucking dream. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's funny. Is from the kids' perspective, that would be a good dream. <laughs> be like, yeah, I got away from mom. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, yeah, it depends. Sometimes, on the kid, I guess. sometimes it depends on the kid. Yeah, but um, that is true. One of the worst nightmares I used to have was the uh, fall. What did you want to? Did you want to contribute? No, I just realized I had a beer in front of me. I've been so oh. focused on Cheetos that I'm like Cheetos. <laughs> Because I, I was late for all my appointments today, so I didn't I have a lunch. It's at work. Didn't yeah. get eaten. So I'm like, oh, that's right. I have beer on top of my yeah. empty carbohydrates and sugar. Ooh, <laughs> it's going to be a great night. Cheetos and beer. Cheetos and beer. Cheetos how, many, and beer. how many really bad stories start off with that? Cheetos and beer. I think we None, should have more no stories. Bad, well, <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> that was a good beer. Yeah, you, there's um, a lot of D and D games to begin with Cheetos it. and beer. By the way, yeah, that's what I'm up to next. So, boom. Step one. Step one complete. <laughs> now you take the darkness. So as you as that beer rushed past your taste buds, what'd you think of it? <laughs> it's alcoholic. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. When I, I'm saying that with she uh, gives it a five. Yeah. No, um, I'm saying that after I finished it, it had like an alcohol aftertaste, not actually like a beer aftertaste, but like. Alcohol. It, it reminded me of rubbing alcohol. So, um, oh. good beer, yeah. terrible finish. Don't chug. Don't recommend. <laughs> you know what? I'm not recommending even drinking this. So I'm I'm really not either. Um, Lo siento. A, well, then I made a great decision. You guys are that's true. You got you me. got the uh, bad stuff past you. Yeah, this is kind of a disappointment for a beer that I've had sitting around for a while, and I've kind of been looking forward to trying. It's best by dateless. It uses Comic Sans. How did you not know? (laughs) Look at that. It's Comic Sans on the label. Nice. That's your first clue. You know, it it happens. It happens. You bastard. That's what I'm saying. There's an even a pretty logo. I'm sorry, Beer Republic. No. Or Bear Republic. This one. Wow. Bear. Judging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Nikosti has original font. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me see. So it's Bear Republic Racer Five India Pale Ale, which yes. we've all kind of decided. Which, um, really yeah, want. I think I'm going one on this one. Um, I Meh. would have poured this out, but there wasn't enough to pour out. I, I hate to. I, I really hate giving any beers on the podcast a one, but that's that's. I agree with you. Oh dun, wait, dun. we're not done yet. Oh no. <laughs> oh, there's many more ones to come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get all the way to five. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be any math involved in this podcast. <laughs> I'd like to just make it clear. It's like, uh, uh, who was it? Um, oh, George Carlin's old joke. Yeah. 
I never had a perfect ten, but I did sleep with five twos in one night, and I think that should count. <laughs> Bill, Hicks, Bill Hicks had a joke like that where he was like, "It's like you know, it's really hard to have a relationship on the road and you're always traveling. It's going to take a one very special woman, or a lot of mediocre ones." <laughs> yeah, I remember that joke. <laughs> so, what are you opening now to get the taste of this stuff out of our mouth? Uh, the... This is the uh, Sage Fright IP- Imperial IPA okay. from Deschutes. It's one of their kind of a seasonal esque yeah ones, and uh, it's. Sage uh, I enjoyed the first time I bought I bought the six pack yeah. about two and a half three months ago. Yeah, um, and I drank one, and it was. Foul. And then I realized it said best buy, you know, like one six seventeen. I thought, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and age this because it's an Imperial IPA and I thought sometimes aging these things, especially in the bottle, can right. can kind of smooth that the flavors out. Okay. And it did. It did. I had I had a couple the other day. Well, thank you for sharing this with us. I appreciate that. The fact that you held on to it for this long and uh, and you know I'm an alcoholic, so it was very difficult. <laughs> He just got up and he was like, I must resist. Fucking guys. God, I love them. Oh, man. Why do they? Why do I have to be on a beer podcast? <laughs> <sighs> okay, yes. This is this is better. This is going in a better direction than, than we were heading mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, before we get going on this one, though, we had the, the one before is that the. Cinnamon? No. What is that? Sage. Oh. I'm trying to find articles to talk about, but it's all inaugural shit, so I'm like... <laughs> and I have one inaugural thing, which I will read later. Uh, I will not use my Scottish accent. I did a good job avoiding it today, but the backlash of what I'm catching up with is... Unfortunately, I couldn't because the EDR at work yeah. has Fox News just splattered all over it and the EDR's employee dining room. Um, and uh, um, that on and off all day, I got to watch um, the uh, Benito Cheeto um, <laughs> Uh, Don't insult get inaugurated, Cheetos. and all I could see they, they <laughs> did show side by side uh, Obama at uh, some joint Air Force base yeah. uh, somewhere uh, doing a speech, and then he went and through the crowd and hugged the crowd and yeah. was shaking hands, and then on the other side they had um, uh, the the white people parade, and uh, <laughs> it you the, the contrast was amazing. Yep. Like right, the right. Obama people, there you know there was you could there was. People from all all walks of life, yeah, like there with him and 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 back and forth, and and the people shaking his hands, and there's white people, there's black people, there's Asians, there's, there's yeah. everybody. There, there is America, what right. I would constitute America. And then you go over to uh, you know Orange Julius Caesar, and <laughs> and uh, it's just white people as far as the eye can see. There was only I watched the parade for probably 15 minutes, the whole parade, and they scanned the whole parade. Yeah, one black guy. One black guy, and he was in. He was dressed up in one of the colonial, some weird colonial thing. Obviously, it's like a re, yeah. reenactment group. Yeah, you know, and it's it, like what black dude did. It's like <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> and that was it. That was the only. And I couldn't believe actually that the Clintons went to the uh, dinner. Well, they had to, they had and to. I've I've seen people make comments about that, and she would see it would seem very petty no, not. No, to and show I, up. I was going to say good on them. Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's mature. That's what adults oh, the, do. Yeah. So my favorite scenes of today was Michelle Obama's face when she was given <laughs> the gift from Melania Trump. That made me that made me so happy. 
be. I think was it a purse? Please tell me it was a purse. I don't know. It was a Tiffany's box, and she looks. She like looks like <laughs> someone farted like in her face. She's like, oh. I and saw she, that picture. She hands it off to somebody, and if you watch the video, she hands it to somebody else really quickly, and it's like, don't fuck this noise. The woman doesn't have cooties. <laughs> I think they like. caught her at a. I think something was happening like off the side that was distracting her, and so. She gets it because I noticed she had was already looking off to the side when she's taking it. I don't care. And so it's I think, but yeah, it's funny of because ear. of what it looks like is happening. It looks like uh, it's radioactive, but it, it's uh, radioactive. Isolate it, get it out of my hands. You know, the the best part today was that I woke up really early and they were. It's important. a bag of. Ra- what? It's, oh. it's a bag of a Russian prostitute piss. Oh. <laughs> oh no! I'm a bad person. I think oh. we uh, went through this already. I yeah. love you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I promised I'm myself I wouldn't talk about any negative stuff about Trump on this podcast because if you got me going, it would be it would be like Star well, Star no, Wars. No, no, basically, would, basically I wouldn't stop. We can keep it low key. Yeah. No, but, right. Loki. Anyways, the my favorite thing about yeah. today, yeah. I've, I've dodged. Actually, there's two favorite things. First thing was I found a nice little article listing all these personal encounters with the Obamas, and mm-hmm. it was heartwarming, and I, <clears throat> I, I maybe cried myself to shower <laughs> it, after reading it um, about how wonderful people they are. And they've already started an organization, a nonprofit, um, mm-hmm. to help impoverished folks. So, yay, go them. Yeah. Um, and my other one was listening to NPR my drive to work. As the NPR reporter is in Washington, D.C., and riots break out, and you can hear booms and explosions in the background. Oh, right. I was very, <laughs> I want to commend that NPR reporter. I can't remember his name, but good on you, man, for staying calm and not getting blown up by pepper spray and. <laughs> well, you, cans you, you and, do know that everyone oh. that works for NPR is, has the last stash of lewds on this planet. <laughs> And man, they're going to talk like this. Did you hear those Regardless. bombs? Did you hear those bombs going off? I think there up? might be a firefight happening behind yeah. me. It was really so. funny. NPR's like, make sure you're at a safe distance, but keep watching and telling us what's going on. I'm like, dudes, <laughs> let him leave. No. For fuck's sake. He's, like, he, he's and embedded the in Washington, D.C. now. They are throwing canisters of uh, <laughs> pepper spray. Not, no. it's, it's pepper spray? Yeah, pepper spray. I want <clears> to <throat> see like a, the I want to see the NPR host getting excited by something like that. You know, he, he got pretty excited. Although <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's for reasons that normally would be excitable. I I would be worried about being beaten down. I was I, was, I spent the rest of my drive to work wondering, what's it like to be like in a trench coat with a microphone? There's things blowing up right behind you, like the weather reporters with the tsunamis and the storms in the background. Like mm-hmm. imagine like this riot behind this like unknown person. As he's like, yes, Bob, we are now being canistered to death with pepper spray. Oh, and they are bashing my face in. <laughs> you did a perfect voice. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> a little bit of nasal stuff. Yeah. And then the other NPR hosts are going, oh, come on, calm down. Um, Dave, <laughs> Dave, I'm Please. sorry, Dave. We can't do that, oh Dave. He's <laughs> <laughs> Hal should be on NPR. That's Hal that would be, be perfect. On yeah. NPR. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's terrifying. But so amazing. <laughs> I am a little buzzed. But already. I, I, I actually looked for something that I could say today because I knew the topic would come up inevitably. It being inauguration day. Um, no I actually way. found something today that I, I wish if Donald Trump could act like this all the time, I might actually not hate his fucking gut so much. He did this little moment after. The whole inauguration ceremony and his speech and all that. Apparently, there was a private lunch, and he was there, and Hillary Clinton was there. 
And he asked everybody in the room to stand up and, and congratulate her on like the whole campaign. And he said, you know, I really appreciate you being here. And it's, you know, it says so much about you. And he was just like, where, where is this guy? Oh, see, I left when they started praying. I'm like, oh, that yeah. nothing pisses yeah. me off more yeah. than oh, yeah, government yeah, yeah. and praying. Yeah. Oh, they so I just, I, I had to leave the EDR. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. But um, I, I for, for me at least, you know, and I'm I'm sitting there watching that, and I felt like uh, right now I'll admit I have like this massive amount of just pure hatred for Donald Trump, and I felt Stop that saying kind his of name. I ca- I felt we'll that, just call him he who should not be named. That's true, Cheeto man. Um, where I Cheeto Benito, I felt that like slipping just a little bit, and I was like, what? Why can't you act like that? Why, why can't timer. you act like that all the time? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to act like that? Um, because he doesn't give a fuck. He did everything he did to get to win. That's all he did to get attention and to win. Yeah, I don't and that's know. That's all he's going to do. I re- I did write an article about all the people that have done biographies on him, uh, in depth interviews, followed him around for different uh, um, documentaries, things like this. Yeah, and pretty much everyone said, no, he's the same guy. He will do everything in his power to get as much for himself as possible and do but nothing for anyone else except for himself. In a, he does not care. In a weird way, that's actually good. That's good for people like us who are maybe politically on the other side of the fence than him mm-hmm. because it suggests what I've heard about him, which is that he's not the hardcore right-winger. He he's willing to play that role when it benefits him. Mm-hmm. As long as he's getting something out of it, he doesn't yeah. care. And so there's like part of me that's I mean, like, God, Jesus Christ, I he got a bride true. from Russia for crying out loud. That's why he's doing all that shit for them. <laughs> that's just my theory. I, he, it's not real. I, I, I would, think he's on her too. What's that? No, he didn't do any of the peeing. The, the hookers were oh, peeing on one another. Um, yeah. yeah. No. No. He was just watching them pee all over the room that the somebody had sex in or something like that. And anyway, that, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, on on yeah. another note of yeah. what you were saying, he might not be so bad. And uh, Friday, if you went to the uh, White House's uh, website, yeah. they've already taken down all mention of LGBT. Yeah. The, the White House had different sections about different issues, and that, that was one of them, LGBT. And disabled people, that part disappeared, too. Yeah. Um, there was something else that disappeared, and I can't remember. Um, uh, workers' rights, something. There was a big section yeah. of the workers' rights yeah. that yeah. completely disappeared. Yeah. But but they did manage to get uh, mention of uh, Melania's companies in there, so that's good. They've got a nice little ad on there for her. It's not an ad. It's being reported as an ad, but it's really it's her biography, and it mentions the companies. And rage I'm, quit. I'm thinking that's one of those cases where where Trumps don't understand that they don't have any <clears throat> taste. It's like it, a biography of a political person. They should just mention that she has been a business leader and leave it at that. Don't put in little. You know, don't name drop your companies. Don't get you know like ads basically on the on the White House website. Oh, I fully think after about three years, there's going to be a big golden sign on the White House that says Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to see his own name. That's all I'm saying. Did all you right. guys know that there is a yes. Jeff Goldblum activity book, a Nicolas Cage activity book, and a Bill Murray coloring book? And I have bought them all. What? <laughs> Really? Yes. That's genius. As long as it has Jeff Goldblum's famous shirtless laying down yeah, thing. Yep. <laughs> Jeff, it's Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. And Meanwhile, this is an activity book or coloring it's book. It's an activity book with puzzles. So what activities would you engage in with Jeff Goldblum? Uh, well, oh. there's Horatio. <laughs> 
I think I, I wish we could have recorded the look, the change in expression. On it begins with groping. Mm, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things I would, I would, uh, a engage. lot of activities I would engage in with Jeff Goldblum. Nice. That man. Oh. He's a golden boy. I, I, I hope. Brian All right, you look. You look that episode, up. You look that up real quick. I'm going to read what. Uh, um, uh, let's see. Adult coloring book. Adult coloring. Adult book. coloring. Wow. Book. No, yes. there's such a thing as adult coloring books now. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. I like coloring in wieners. <laughs> Do you have to use adult crayons, or I'm trying to picture the crayons. Thick the crayons. This Joel, Jeff Goldblum activity book looks as suave and fun as he does. Yes. It is. I ordered three <laughs> copies because all my girlfriends are getting these two. <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> Interesting. And who who were the other ones you said? Jeff Goldblum and who else? Nicolas Cage. I found that on accident. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a long-standing joke with me and Nicolas Cage um, yeah. and a bunch of friends in Nicolas Cage. And it's now spread to my assistant who shows me everything Nicolas Cage related for funsies. Like there's one with him mashed with a Bulbasaur, which is really funny. <laughs> it <was> an- <laughs> I think I've actually um, seen that. It was the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I found Nick Cage activity book, yeah. which led me to the Bill Murray coloring Tell book. me there's bees. I don't Tell know yet. I don't, it hasn't come yet. It'll be here on Monday. Oh, I want to see him. you got to bring him to the podcast. The next thing I need to look into <laughs> is if there's a Gary Busey activity book, because I wonder what that would fucking be like. Has anyone um, I'm about, about halfway through it. It's just all blank pages. <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> And at the end, it's just doodles that he's done. It's throughout just the years. pages with little sections that say "lick here." Oh. <laughs> now wait about a half hour. The last time I saw Gary Busey was on like Celebrity Paranormal Activity or whatever. Like a, I was in high school. Okay. Oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Let me stop you just for a second. Celebrity Paranormal Activity. Now, does the celebrity modify the paranormal? <laughs> Or how does this work? Well, it's basically they throw a bunch of B celebrities or lower into a haunted house (laughs) and lock them in for a couple of nights. And Gary Busey had a fucking field day. He had a spiritual awakening (laughs) as he ran around the house scaring the shit out of every other celebrity like fuck Gary's nuts guys what the Uh, fuck do we do about he's gonna get us killed you didn't know this already assholes (laughs) I would have loved to have been in that house oh my god my favorite reality TV show Gary lead me on lead me Gary is this on one of the big networks it was on E E network this was like almost 10 years ago maybe more E network my my 10 year high school reunion is this year shut up Stop wow. it! 2007? Mm-hmm. You graduated the year my daughter was born. 007, bitches! 91. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> you know what I was doing there in 91? Go. There you go. Learning not to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing with that? Doing okay. Okay. That's funny. I made some I'm, serious progress. I'm, I've been working <laughs> on that through 2016. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I've put it off. Yeah. I, you know what? I quit, it, and I'll, I'll revisit later. Yeah. 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 It, it, comes, it comes It'll back around. It comes back around. <laughs> anyway, um, in the Sunday Herald by a reviewer, Damien Love, uh, which is a limited massive reaction, uh, this is what uh, Mr. Love wrote. Uh, 4 p.m. BBC One. STV. 
After a long absence, the Twilight Zone returns with one of the most ambitious, expensive, and controversial productions in broadcast history. Huh? Sci-fi writers have dabbled often with alternative history stories. Among the most common is the what if the Nazis had won the Second World War setting. But this huge interactive virtual reality project, which will unfold on TV, in the press, and on Twitter over the next four years, no. sets to sets out to build an ongoing alternative present. The story begins in a nightmarish version of 2017 in which huge sections of the U.S. electoral... electoral... yeah... Electoral? Electorate, sorry, Electorate. Uh, have somehow been duped into voting to make Donald Trump president. <laughs> it sounds far-fetched, and it is. They were paid. But yes. it goes on... <laughs> It becomes more and more chillingly plausible. Today's feature-length opener concentrates on the gaudy, igno gaudy inauguration of President Trump and the stirrings of protest and despair surrounding the ceremony. While pundits speculate gravely on what lies ahead, it's a flawed, it's a flawed piece but a disturbing glimpse of the horrors we could stumble into if we're not careful. <laughs> stumble, stumble, stumble. So what, when you started reading that at first, I had forgotten completely about your setup for that, and I thought you were actually <laughs> reading Sorry. a science fiction summary. Of no, that was, in, that was yeah. in the Sunday Herald in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, somewhere like that. Yeah. And what you're showing us a picture. Oh, Scott Baio. Scott Baio. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I hit the picture. Um, it says, Scott Baio is the biggest celebrity at Donald Trump inauguration. <laughs> and I laugh really hard. Wow. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, fucking George Clinton was at the last one. <laughs> Obama's inauguration was quite the event. I mean, yeah, especially the first one. That was like, uh, that was kind of mind It's important to accurately express white pride. <laughs> well, they f <laughs> certainly found the whitest B level, D, C, Z level celebrity. Because, mm -hmm. you, you know, as a white person, I can guarantee you that I am incredibly proud of the accomplishments of Three Doors Down. <laughs> <laughs> I am so upset about this. You guys have no idea. What? 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 I used to be a huge Three Doors Down fan. What's, oh doors no, down. you really were you? I was a huge fan. Do you not? Do you not know what they are? If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive and well, then not, will you, you be there holding my hand? Oh, okay. I'll keep you by my side. Oh, okay. my he owned that an album and played it a lot. Kryptonite. You're, yeah. Your confusion about this is sorry. I'm. I'm. Uh, are you? Do you know that Three Doors Down was playing? The inauguration? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. That's why, that's why, that's why I'm like, what's, from? what's up with three well, It's, it's a great joke still without that. But. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, yeah. <sighs> but then I felt a little bit better yeah. when it only said two of the original members were participating. But yeah. They were always a little conservative, though. I remember yeah. when that song was around. And well, I, the other I, two had dark tans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember reading a couple of. Uh, you know, tidbits, interviews with them and stuff. Just when they were, when they had that song, and no, it was like song stuck in my head for fucking days. <laughs> so here's my thoughts on being conservative or being liberal. Uh -huh. It's okay to be conservative. It's okay to be liberal as long no, as you're as, as long as it's with your head. Yeah. Not with your religious emotions. 
Wait, they need what? to be founded in fact and not in some superstitious crazy oh, right. belief. Yeah. So, like, there's but, some people who have conservative views on different aspects of politics, but right. as long as they have facts that back their belief, I will accept and sure. acknowledge their existence, and it's okay. Yeah. But if it's their crazy. Ugh. I'm a little drunk. Sorry. No, that's fine. I understand um, where you're going, and I have an example. I don't know if you know human race or not. Facts have never really been involved. <laughs> facts need to be our so involved. Are not full of facts. Facts need to be involved. Our, our news not full of facts. Yes. We need yeah. facts. I need well, facts. I, I can't. You, I need facts. Very rarely. <laughs> anything you have to do with facts? It's all perception. Yeah. You're you're you took psychology and all that. You know what's going on. I know. Yeah. We are a flawed beings, and uh, actually, one of the movies I just watched uh, kind of uh, touched on a couple of the movies. Actually, I just watched yeah. um, touched on memory and how flawed our memories mm-hmm. are, oh, no, and yeah. how flawed our memories are with time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, we are we are more likely to remember uh, memories associated with negative feelings, but not remember the uh, the events specifically, but remember the emotions associated with them. So our yeah. brain fills in the gaps for why we have these negative emotions, and so we create these things that are hyperbolized of what actually may have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can be smart. And then what you do is you put your hand on the device and they measure your how much thetans you have and then you have no, to No, no, no. You have to Everyone get puts their fingers on the little thing in the middle and yeah. then the ghost moves it. Right. And you and ask the questions. And then fingers in the Then middle? Tom Cruise pops go. up and and it's like he tells you It's just you, a hologram though. He tells you from you have the to future. Go. Okay. Of Tom Cruise. Yes. Dressed as he was in risky business I in think- just his underwear and a dress shirt. I think we just started a religion. <laughs> oh my god! <gasps> oh my god! You know who else started a religion? Who? Ninkasi. A lovely woman named Ninkasi is the goddess of beer. Is that what that means? That is who that is. Ninkasi is the goddess, Babylonian goddess of beer. Oh no, kidding! I didn't know my that. Beer, guys. I, I promise. Did not know this that. is my religion. Dionysus, well, Ninkasi. We didn't. Uh, uh, let's the the the. the uh, Greek, no, not the Greek, the Roman version of Dionysus. So, fun fact. Oh, um, I can't remember now. I am re-watching True Blood because I'm trying to watch them. That's, I gotta do that. It's so, you know, it's funny after you watch it the first time and you get the plot, you can now look for all the wieners, which makes me happy. <laughs> Dude, the plot was wieners. I thought that was the plot. No, no, there's more wieners. There's like, secret wieners. Okay. <laughs> secret wieners. <laughs> secret I think we just wieners, found the man. title of this podcast. Secret. <laughs> secret wiener man. So I'm so Secret Wiener Man. I'm realizing just how drunk I was watching this the first time around. <laughs> yes. Um, because my girlfriends and I would pile in with like six bottles of wine and go to town per episode. Um <laughs> so why were you watching it? <laughs> because wieners. Because it's because it, <laughs> Chesticles and wieners. Right? I mean, okay. They I mean, have amazing body. Those they, men. It's so oh sad. The biggest, the biggest tragedy of many movies, especially now. You got him talking about wieners. I, I know. Mm, I'm excited wieners. now. I'm really fucking excited. Um, Breasts. Um, penis. No, just just the chesticles and the penises. Um, the saddest <laughs> thing about today cool. and our movies today is the men are prettier than the women. Every, like the last 17 movies I've seen. Yes, the, yes, yes. Sorry, the uh, Man of Steel. He Man is so much prettier than she is. He's also photoshopped. Is he I don't care. He's still pretty. <laughs> it's true. He's still pretty. Anyways, Have you seen him? He's pretty. So to bring this tangent back under control, <laughs> what made me start thinking about rewatching? Man. Oh my god, wieners! <laughs> um, is that Dionysus gets mentioned, and I missed this the first time I was watching it yeah. in season. I think I'm in season two now. 
a rewatching of seven seasons. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I was drunk most of the time, <laughs> and they relate Dionysus to the as Satan, and so that's why that's that's oh. the only weird fun fact I had for that. Dionysian, interesting. Because well, he was kind of the Satan of those religions because he was people didn't like him because he would come to a village supposedly, and, and then and uh, he would uh, um, that's what true just right. you know entice everyone into a, a fervor and, and a lather and yeah, everyone would have sex and. And then sex, it would just be food. destruction afterwards, yeah. and yeah, yeah, food and drink and sex and more sex, and then Which somebody leaves a Stephen Cleaver, Cleaver, Cle- uh, Stephen Ste- Cleaven steamer on your chest, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Kingler. <laughs> that's what you're saying, yeah. I'm a bad person. <laughs> I think we already mentioned this, um, but I, anyway, and then people would get angry. So, but anyway, so I guess in summary, that's yeah. my fun fact of. Well, my fun fact, I'm getting a little drunk. Good grief. That's fine. Yay. Yay. I need it. Um, We're here for you. Ah, this is why I come to this podcast. <laughs> oh, not for us, huh? <laughs> There's beer. Oh, okay. Okay. This, uh, speaking of beer, how do, what did you guys think of uh, Sage Fright? It sage was, Fight. It was okay. It was um, good. The, uh, the sagey aftertaste was... It was different, and as I drank more, I was okay with it. Yeah. The first it was kind I think of weird. It's a solid three, myself. Once oh, it's for been going aged, numbers, it's then. a solid three. One through five. What would you give it? I know. I'm having the same reaction. I'm not sure. Three point two four eight twelve <laughs> and a half. <laughs> don't make me do math. Um, I'm on the fence of about two or three, so I don't like to give half. So I'm going to go ahead and go three with it. Excellent. I don't have to hit you. (laughs) Whoa. This got violent. I was under the impression. I'm not going to hit him. I'll probably kiss him before I'll hit him. As long as I can watch, I'm okay with this. It's like sweet and sour. You know, hit me, then kiss me. Hit me, then kiss me. Are you describing a Justin Bieber song? What the fuck? No, that's just Is what that a Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber does. song. I don't know. Actually, I, I meant to say that one guy that got arrested. Oh, Chris Brown. Is that the guy that got arrested for? Yeah, that's the guy that got oh, arrested for beating up right, Rihanna. Right. But Justin Bieber came out easier because he's a punk ass little bitch, <laughs> and I don't like him. I don't like you, Justin Bieber. The, um, I don't know if you guys listen to work. Uh, listen to Hollywood Babylon. Don't with, care if you're uh, sorry. Kevin Smith and uh, um, Ralph Garman. But they have a they do a Justin Bieber thing, and somebody wrote a song for their little section of Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like a Justin Bieber update? <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically oh, what it is. Cause, and he's always doing something really stupid and fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So usually, he right now he's getting sued again by his neighbor who he had egged his house, like multi million dollar houses. He apparently he drove up and down the street in his new Ferrari, up and down, up and down all night long. Yeah, uh, and. Whatever, rich people problems. Anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but, but it's Justin Bieber. Who the fuck needs you? Um, do you want to know why? Because you're a little cut. It's pretty <laughs> much the gist of the fucking song. It's genius. It's wonderful. I get to sing along every time the Hollywood Babylon goes back up. So we also didn't, just to, just to pick everything else up that Pick everything missed. else up. Pick, pick it up. Pick up pick this up. podcast. This podcast is a mess, and I want it picked up right now. <laughs> No, we. Uh, what did you guys think of the of the one we started the pre podcast, the fearless? I already gave 50. that a two. Or no, oh, did you give it a two? I did, I, no, I gave it a three. I yeah, I gave that one. A we three. had the Trader Joe's fearless. No, 50 I gave that one a two, Clash. and then I gave that one a one. Yeah, this one was a three. Yeah, 
Yeah. And this one's probably going to be uh, three or four. I'd, I'd give the Fearless 50 a two also. I'm not going to expect you to remember what yours was because <laughs> yours kind of yeah, just, just keeps downing the beer. Just like, <laughs> I had a really, really hard day. I know. I'm sorry you had such a hard day. Are you going to be okay for the D-Andy? D-Andy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know what? Being a little bit buzzed and moderately buzzed um, and during D&D for me is a good thing. Yeah. All right. Because then I can talk about my character and get into role play where I usually feel awkward because I'm playing a 16-year-old sociopath, so it's really hard. Yeah. Really? Is that really hard? No. You know the first time I, 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 <laughs> I, I took your invitation to come out and play D&D at your place, I, was, I, I actually had like a little bit of, I don't know if I ever told you this, I had a little bit of a fear that this was going to be one of those campaigns where you had to actually embody your character and speak. You know, no, too. no. And like, I've actually never been in one of those. I could probably do something like that. But yeah. I, I really can't. I, I, do, I can't do something without humor, and it's really hard. To yeah, not. yeah. You got it. That's it, you can't be serious that long sitting at a table with a group of people. With that, I mean, there's got to be some kind of jokes or something break things yeah, up a little bit. Exactly. But um, I think I probably I would be comfortable enough with with the group to do something like that. But yeah, as long as there's no dressing up. Like in um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, I've played in in uh, Kevin's campaign a few times and uh, yeah. um, a few campaigns since like what two thousand. I don't know, 11? Yeah, da, da, da. I mean, a long as time. As Jeff puts it. Yeah. Uh, 2000 <laughs> something something and then some. Um, ah, I changed it up on you. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and and I have done the, the, the accent and everything because I can. Yeah. And, but I, I still can't do it without some sort of, you know. Yeah. You need fun. a motor- like Something has to be oh. fun. And, and that group is a lot of fun to play with. So, yeah. They're not so serious, but they're, all right. Good time, good times, people. Hopefully, maybe someday you can join the Shadow Run if you want. Join us. We'll, we'll talk after the podcast. One right. of I us. I have an update. I have an update. <gasps> we have an update. This just in. <laughs> well, Jeff, it looks like that Rick Dipper has got an update. Ear and okay. my finger and my okay. ear. Um, I'm out here on the street and there's explosions. <laughs> And well, don't make sure you're safe there, Rick, yeah, but uh, keep telling us what's going on there. Well, make sure you have your flak jacket on there, Rick. Well, yeah, there's rioters, and I think, <laughs> I think somebody just hit me in the head with a can. I think somebody I hit me deal. in the head. Was there anything in the can? Um, let me check. Let me check on that. It's a good question. <laughs> All right. Let me know if it's baked beans. Can you please bring it back to the studio? I don't think it was beans, but let me check. That's a good question. Thank you. If it was <laughs> refried you beans, question. you can leave it right there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, back. It's back to Bree now in the studio. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> Well, it sure is sunny out here, Richter, on this beautiful day in Bellingham, Washington, right? Cold as fucking hell, though. God damn. Now back to the weather. (laughs) That was the weather. Oh, Oh, never mind. (laughs) Now back to the other weather. (laughs) The real weather. All right. Has everyone had a taste of the believer? The believer. Are you a believer, Jeff? Are you an Nkasi believer? You know what? I would have to uh, leave then that I to the monkeys. Beer. <laughs> now I'm a believer without a trace. 
No doubt in my mind. Yeah. That you are a believer. No, I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> I'm a beer believer. A believer. A beer believer. Yeah. I couldn't leave her, Nikasi, if I tried. Nikasi. I am. Guys, this is we too need much. to do this podcast on like a boat out in the ocean. So we can just so no one can hear us. Sorry, I apologize. I broke the podcast. Partly that, and partly so we can be eaten by a shark. <laughs> we would get eaten by a shark. I think so. Of all the things, like a beer loving shark that wants to squeeze all the beer out <laughs> of us. Shark. We'd be like, let me Why see, just like crush yeah, us and yeah. then. Just squeeze us and we go, ooh, that's a nice combination of uh, Bear Republic and Nkasi and Deschutes. Let's not. (laughs) Beer-loving shark. If the beer just loves me, Mac, I'll know. Oh, no, guys. I'm broken. Beer-loving shark. That's my that's my favorite thing. That's that's gonna be the name of this podcast. Pure loving shark. I like Wiener Man better. We, we, uh, no, secret Wiener Man Wiener? even. Secret Wiener Man. Oh, secret Wieners. Secret Wieners. <laughs> secret Wieners is my favorite Guys, board game. Wieners are just they're really delectable, but they're really stupid. Yes, that's yes. true. Yes, but Final not word. not as stupid as the thing they're attached to. This is also true. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, are we ready to talk about Rogue One? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. We we need to get Bree's opinion. Yes. On the roguish of one-ish. Yes. I Seth can do Rogue this. One. I'm ready. I'm ready, Rick. Grill yes. me. Grill me. What? Okay, so go what into it. What was the name of... No. <laughs> I don't know that answer anymore. It's been too long since I've seen it. Oops. Bad was, Star Wars fan. Bad. What was the name of the ship that was that was docked next to the Rogue One ship? Go Peanuts. Tell, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, um, as a Star Wars fan, did you go into it with a just a, the slightest a bit of dread that this was going to be like an extraneous kind of like too like too much? No. Oh, you really did? No. Um, after seeing what Disney did with The Force Awakens, I was yeah. hopeful about Rogue One. Right. Um, I also was really hopeful that it would be a standalone. Um, I did a little bit of research into going into it, as well as the actors' backgrounds, and yeah. I was really impressed with the casting. Um, I was really hoping that the only thing I was concerned about was how they were going to interweave this into the story, which, because I didn't know the end of the movie, right. I didn't know. I knew it happened before episode four, right. but not where in that time. Yeah. Um I think it was really good. It's probably my favorite. I think it kicks out episode five, if not comes in a very, very, very I, close second. I was shocked at how much I I, I really did go into this thinking this is going to feel like unnecessary. They didn't need to do this. This is like a, a complete... And I wanted it to succeed because I know we would it's, get a lot of really cool Star Wars movies. If this movie succeeds, they're going to do all kinds of little yeah. like um, It's what I things. wanted the Clone Wars to be. So the the you know the oh, animated right. Clone Wars. I'm yeah. still struggling through it cuz I just can't cuz I'm not 12. Yeah. <laughs> but it's what I wanted the Clone Wars to be. Yeah. It was that in-between story where we saw all the facets of the war going on, not just the, you know, select rogue Jedi yeah. and the Sith Lords. No, it was the people who built the rebellion. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think they get enough limelight in the stories in general. Yeah. And to see, you know, 
it, it gave a lot of power in the episode four where they talk about how a lot of lives were sacrificed to get this information. Yeah. It gave, oh, like, yeah, yeah. When you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. People died to get this because it's, you know, plans. Like, they had to steal. Sure. But when you see what led up to them getting those plans, suddenly episode four became much heavier. And it, it for me, right. it changed the whole point of the rest of the story. Right. Like the emotions and the feelings and the relations because there's so much more backstory. I also love that there wasn't a single fucking love story in that goddamn movie. That made me happy as <laughs> that, shit. That, that made me There excited. was one, but it, it was, was so low-key. Like the, no, two, main, really. no, the two main characters kind of had a little moment no, right yeah, at the end. They had a moment. But they had I mean, a moment, but, it, but it, it was, it, that could have been completely platonic. Rick, These but, two are dying, and they know they're going to fucking yeah, die. Yeah, exactly. Rick, you I would, would have done that with you, Rick. I know. I was going to say, me too. <laughs> you have done that with me. <laughs> it's like but, you've come up to me. Granted, there wasn't a giant explosion, but there was one in my no, it it was it, instead of what I would call lesser, there was camaraderie that was being built, like res- yeah. mutual respect that you actually saw evolving. I saw yeah, a okay. real human relationship that didn't end up in, oh my god, I really just want this guy between my thighs. No, right? Fuck okay, that yeah, noise. you're right about that. But I felt like there was like a little, like they were hinting at the end that this could have gone there eventually. It, it probably could have. So yeah. it was kind of like they they not only was it sort of a. a it's it's accurate to say that was a bittersweet ending because it was happy, but there was also a lot of bad stuff that happened. Everyone died. But then to have I mean, those two characters kind of like looking at each other a little bit like, this could have gone somewhere, but we're going to die. Yeah. And I, so that, I, I, I related like that it was more. Kind of I don't cool. know about you, Bree, but um, I related that more to the we could have done more. Yeah, is yeah. really the yeah. the look between them is like I wish we could have done more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's really, but not with one another necessarily. Just in like the grand. Right, you can read into it whatever you want, but um, but that's that's how I read that. I don't know. But I I, I liked that. I like that too. That they, there wasn't the the cliched love interest. But I did like that, they, that there was that little hint at the end, like it's like the, this might have possibly been one, but it well, never got. There's it never also got going. the hint of the the gay relationship between two of the supporting protagonists too. I didn't see that. I don't know. I don't know if I agree same with that. I'm going to have this camaraderie, same yeah. same shared looks, same yeah. kinds of relationships. Which one was that? The two Asian dudes. Oh, yeah. Could have been. Never I'll know. Have to, I'll have to. Yeah, but it, uh, that to, to me is it. is not. And see, I didn't read any love thing in any of the characters. Love as in friendship, and love as in camaraderie, and love as, well, that's, as that's what we I might got. share as 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 friends and and comrades. To fr- yeah. um, but uh, I I didn't read any that that. Any kind of homosexuality or even heterosexuality, and really any was, of the characters per se. There was probably a hint of it there, enough to where if you wanted that to be the case, you could you could make. The I case could elaborate that it's there. and make it work for yeah. me, and that that's cool. So yeah. I, but I didn't. I was just enjoy. I was just enjoying the film itself. Yeah. I was really excited that they had minorities as main characters. They had people yeah. that embraced different cultures and languages. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to see another female protagonist because we really don't get that much. I mean, Marvel basically said there will never be a Black Widow movie because they can't pay Scarlett Johansson to be up front in the camera, yet they'll take they'll do Captain America over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me as... Yeah, we have a Wonder Woman movie coming out. I'm so excited about that. It's awesome. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I'm willing to forgive DC for all their trespasses if they can make a good Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, we'll see. I will forgive them. Wholeheartedly. But anyways, Rogue One. Um, Sorry, I, I, I loved it. I was going to talk yeah. about Wonder Woman for a moment. Um, you go ahead with Rogue One. I liked that 
it wasn't a happy ending. We don't get yeah. that very often in film in filmography. Usually, especially a Disney you, movie. No, oh, well, a Disney movie. Yeah. Do you, Do you know the that around March of 2016 there was all the rumors about reshoots and that Disney had demanded that they reshoot the. They did. They did a the bunch ending. of reshoots. All the Star Wars fan forums were just livid. They were like, "Oh my god, they're gonna Disneyfy this. This is bullshit." Everybody was freaking out, denouncing Disney, saying this sucks. They ought to let the guy do what he wants to do. You know what happened behind the scenes? Garrett or Gareth Edwards, the guy who directed it, originally wrote it as you see it on screen right now. And he looked at that and he goes, this is really dark. Disney's not going to let me get away with this. And so he wrote it as a happy, so the um, <clears throat> Cassian and Jin, I guess, escape at the end and live. And he was like, you know, he was assuming Disney would object. And I guess the execs at Disney saw this and they were like, they can't live. It wouldn't make sense. Why, how do they live and not, they, they don't the show? Yeah, they're heroes. Why would they not be in the other one? Then we have to CG them in the, all the other movies. So I guess they actually came <laughs> exactly. back to him, they, and they, they heard that he had originally planned to kill all the characters. They came back to him, and they said, no, 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 go back and shoot your original ending. So that was the reshoots that he had to go back and do. There was a lot of reshoots, though, yeah. and a lot of missing scenes. And one of the rumors I had heard, what, true or not, um, would have been badass. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, Those who haven't seen the movie, uh, um, keep listening to this podcast because you're going to get the whole bit. Uh, Anyway, you know how everyone dies at the end? Yeah. Originally, or at some point within the development, it was supposed to be, you know, that awesome scene with uh, um, Darth Vader Mm -hmm. at the end? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be Darth Vader doing that to them. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think would have been a better ending. Like uh, all of us, she just hands it over. And then, you know, you know. I don't know. I like the but ending that we got. For I like them. the ending we got too. But that, I think that would have been a cool ending too. I have to say that scene with Darth Vader. We have heard time and time again what a badass he is, but we have never actually seen him just go oh, berserk. Come on. He killed Obi Wan. That was an awesome lightsaber battle. Yeah, he but I I remember I was sitting in the theater <laughs> watching that part of the movie, and I was like, oh my god, this is like what. Every... Oh, there was an audible like ah from yeah, the crowd when I, I went and saw it. They're like, yeah. and I did the same thing. I was like, ah. It's the first. But listen to this. This is and Michael. There were Gia- some wet seats in that house. Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino mm, took wet. over the making the music for this, and he didn't rely on John Williams too much. He he inserted a few little themes mm-hmm. here and there. This is the music from that scene, and I cannot. I've been obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. I mean, okay. this is like this is like um. Talk about um, beating John Williams at his own game. This Play is it already. This is it. I mean, it's just got that like. Slip and run! I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I listened to that, and I've I've watched that scene. That scene leaked online, so I've seen that scene over and over again. And I could I could actually tell you all the. You know the. Uh, it was a great ending. Yeah, it was. It was it a was, good ending. Um, I, and I was surprised at how good of a job they did with the the uh, Princess Leia moment. That was at the actually end. an actress. That was yeah. a real human. Like I, we sat for the credits, and yeah. the actress popped up next to Leia's name. I was like, No, real what? Yeah. Good. Did she look a lot like her. Well, they did that. I don't know. They did that also with uh, with uh, Tarkin. Yeah. They had an actor, and then they replaced the face. They got somebody who yeah, but like and him. I've seen the guy and he does look similar ish yeah. to Peter Cushing, but 
I know Peter Cushing way too well, and I think I mentioned yeah. this in that podcast. Is I know way Peter Cushing entirely too well, and I know what his voice sounds like. That's that wasn't Peter Cushing. That was not the issue I have. Peter Cushing has so much, so much elitist in his voice. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. but he's such a down to earth dude. (laughs) But oh my god, he is proper fucking posh English. Yeah, yeah. And they they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Well then, Gavna. Exactly. (laughs) It might as well been that. Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Target Jetta City. Oh, stop. The only issue I really took, like, I was willing to accept and, like, acknowledge. The Leia thing was cool. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Sorry. Uh, Peter Cushing is no longer with us, so they had to make do. Yeah. CGI, for the love of God, CJ animators, don't make the eyes so fucking shiny. I can always tell. It would have been passable if the whites of the eyes weren't so blindingly bright that I was like, right, holy right, right. shit, mother of God, the spirit has been that within was, him. Oh, f- for me, that was a moment. Like, when I used to go watch Return of the Jedi, I saw Return of the Jedi about 24, 25 times in the theater. And when oh we watched God, it. Oh, my God, Rick. I know. I watched. You're I saw, old. I saw Empire Strikes Old. Back. I saw Empire Strikes Back 36 times. Old. <laughs> in the theater, huh? Yeah. Nice. Well, that was back when you could go. I think go, I saw it like three or four times. You could yeah. go and sit and stay through all the showings. Yeah. So my friends and I would go and we you would sit that? and watch. Yeah, you could I stay. I wasn't old enough to quite do You could stick around at a lot of theaters would let you just stick around and watch it again if you wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've only had one of those in my life. I got to see Air Force One starring Harrison Ford after MIB2 and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like nine with my mom, oh, and she so thought sad. it was really, that makes you excited. It was one of my my first rated R movies ever. <laughs> yeah. But um, I used to, uh, whenever I, we would watch Return of the Jedi, the the uh, the scene where he's up against the uh, the Rancor, where he gets dropped into the pit, the monster comes out. Yeah, that was color corrected so badly; it literally looked like Mark Hamill was acting up against a projection. Like the background was oh, all very light. That movie looks like that, and it was just like, oh god. And so I used to have to kind of go, you know, it was like one of those moments where you just had to work a little harder to believe it. And so when I see the the Peter Cushing, I'm CGI, like that in church every time I go. Yeah, when I see this Peter Peter Cushing CGI, I was I just had that yeah. little moment. Oh yeah, no, like, that's that's definitely okay, one of those. I got to pull a little harder this time to to suspend. Yeah, but disbelief. they show him like 17 times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's like you could have done one where he was a hologram. That would you not put Leia in more because that at least worked, ish. Though it was weird that like her cheeks would move while she wasn't moving. It was was, there's some weird shit going on on the faces of those people. Are you saying she's doing a Skyrim like glitch? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I want to talk about Leia's cheeks. Cheeks. Um, so ones? right before Carrie Fisher died, I ended up actually bought her most recent book, yeah. um, The Princess Diaries. I heard her on NPR talking about it. It sounded yeah. amazing. She read directly from it. Have you guys heard or read about it? I've heard it. I've not. I've, I've not heard, heard of it. I haven't read it. Essentially, read it. it's it's her recounting the days of filming episode four and actually actual chunks from her diary at the time. She just happened to find her diary, of course, 19-year-old yeah. wow. girl diary. Scary. Um, <laughs> her cheeks, actually, that I think... When I reading the book, I'm only a few chapters in because it's really hard for me to read it and then realize that this amazing, wonderful human is no longer on this planet. Right. I had to take some time and breathe. You can in her the way that she writes her books, you can hear her voice. Like she has little parentheses and like little side notes. It's yeah. great. It's a yeah. great read. 
Her cheeks, I think, were her most insecure feature. She talks about how her cheeks were as wide as her ass <laughs> and how she was super surprised she got to be considered as a sex symbol. And But, you know, Carrie Fisher, you huh. know, at the time hated the way her face looked because it was super round and it had super weight. And, you know, you had to be stick thin, not as bad as the 90s, but pretty stick thin in the 70s. Right. Um, and how long it took her to really kind of accept and love and appreciate and make fun of. The, how broad her cheekbones were and how it made her stand out from all the other actresses. So, yeah. Fun fact, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, I have not read any any of her stuff, and I She's need to. She's a phenomenal author. Yeah. I, I've read a couple of her books and a couple of her manuscripts, and she was is an uncredited uh, script doctor as well. So several of our oh. most favorite films, like yeah. I want to say 20 at least, um she's doctored and fixed and they've won awards and octo- and uh, Oscars and they've gone, she's gone uncredited for it because she's a great writer and um, her biographies and things about her life um, mm-hmm. always full of little quips and side notes and, and like, this is what I'm really thinking guys. And yeah. it's like, I love you, Carrie. I want to be your friend. Oh wait, now you're dead and I have to stop reading for a little bit. <laughs> well, there was a, uh, there was a, uh, uh uh, a documentary online that was produced by a guy who just released it on YouTube. He wasn't a professional or anything. He he lived in California and he decided to make a documentary. I think it was called Bring Back Star Wars. And what his goal was to get the original cast all back together in one room. And so he pursued each of them. And of course, Mark Hamill was completely out of the question. He could not get anywhere near the guy, couldn't contact him. The Joker sees no one. Right. Um, and he even commented in that that um, it's he charges an incredible fee to do anything. There's no talking to him casually about anything. There's I'm a fee. Harrison Ford's not listed on that. Yeah, Harrison Ford also same thing. Can't talk to that guy at all. He would manage to get Kenny Baker. Managed <laughs> to get in touch with him. He managed to get in touch with uh, Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca. He managed to get in touch with all these people whose careers sort of just sort of were. Star, Star Wars. Wars, and then that's it. And I thought that's really cool. Guess who he managed to get in touch with? He went up to Carrie Fisher's house, knocked on her door, and she answered the door. And so she stood there and let him interview her in this documentary. And I remember watching this documentary and go, holy shit, this nobody just walked up to her door and knocked on it, went onto her property, and she's not freaking out. She's not calling the cops. She's just standing there chatting with him. Like, it's no big deal. And he's explaining what he's doing. And she's going, oh, that's actually kind of cool. And so she talks to him for a while. And she's kind of a smart ass to him, you know, and having a little well, bit of fun Well, she's a smart ass. I mean, and you see it in her yeah. writing, too. She's really fucking funny, guys. Yeah. But I just that that convinced me that she had to be the coolest person on the entire cast of of the original Star Wars films. If she's that big of a celebrity and she allows somebody just to, out of the blue, come up to her door and she stands there and chats with him for 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> It's like, who the hell does that? Who in Hollywood would do that? <laughs> Kevin Smith told a story on the podcast that I listened to, the Hollywood Babylon, and uh, <laughs> she was in, I believe, Silent, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. Uh, she did that movie for a couple of antique chairs, and he went and bought her the antique chairs for that movie. <laughs> and that's, that's what she got for doing that movie, was a couple of antique chairs. And that's like one of the best parts of that movie, too. <laughs> oh, it she is. She plays like the nun that, that picks them up. Well, yeah. you know, what's, what's, so what's interesting is that you read her books, and she talks about how she never intended to be an actress, and in some regard, she never wanted to be. She just didn't want to have to go to college and work hard. Oh, wow. She ended up going to... Of course, it's a theater school in, in London. I can't remember. It's a prestigious one, and I can't remember the name because I'm lame. But um, 
Writing and um, creating stories was always her passion. So after, so Star Wars, she thought was going to be just this B-rated film, and she'd be over it and move on with her life. Right. She never expected it to just take off and go crazy as it did. And how she's some and, Nobody and remember, did. I remember yeah. reading okay. the first chapter of her of, of the Princess Diaries. She goes, "I can't tell if I'm Leia or if I'm me. We kind of became the same character. I embodied this." this badass princess who suddenly is everything that I want to be and everything that I am. Yeah. Um, so instead of, I mean, she ended up writing eventually, but she never intended it to go into acting in the first place. Like she, she wrote quite a few books. She had she, yeah. she, many yeah. number yeah. one bestsellers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, have you ever seen, um, I, Deanne has a copy of print, uh, postcards from the edge, which was, I think that was her first. It was book. a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie, I, I haven't read the book, but the movie is fantastic. I remember mm-hmm. enjoying that quite a bit. And um, I think that one's autobiographical. Yeah. Or semi-autobiographical. Yeah, semi-autobiographical. It's basically about her and her mom and how her mom yeah. loved being famous and wanted right. to be, you know, continue being famous. All, and, of you her, know. all of her books are at least semi-biographical. And in Princess Diaries, she talks about how she would listen to her grandmother berate her mother, Debbie, Debbie Reynolds, for not being super famous anymore as she aged. How can, <sighs> like, there's a quote in there saying, how can Debbie Reynolds not get tickets to this popular Broadway show? What kind of an actress are you? And, like... <laughs> And and Carrie says that she slapped her grandma or like pinched her grandma for that. She was on the grandma's line. Don't wow. you fucking talk to my mom that way? Why? Well, Apparently, her and her mom, especially in the last like forty or fifty years, have been really, really fucking close. Yeah. So, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Reynolds is an amazing actress. Actually, was an yeah. amazing um, actress. Yeah. You can still see the movies. She's, it's not like that. Those went away too. <laughs> She is an imagined actress in those movies. Isn't that strange, though? I don't mean to tie everything Carrie Fisher into Star Wars, but isn't it weird that in the Star Wars movies, Leia's mom died of a broken heart, and then in real life, Carrie Fisher's mom... Died of a broken heart! That's what everybody... Everybody kept reporting it that way, and I was like, God, that is just... Owner of a lonely heart. Owner of a and, uh, I think that brings us to our final thoughts. I need, I need another beer. <laughs> yeah, let's one more beer. One more. Grab a beer. Grab a beer. What do you want to The little one. Yeah, that's the a good little one, eh? one. The little tiny it's one. Tiny. Okay. Holy. Oh, jeez. All I have is bar. Which bags. one is this? Oh my God. We're gonna go for five beers on this. Five episode. fucking beers. I think that might be a record. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna call it a tribute to Carrie, to Carrie Fisher. Absolutely. I almost said Leia Fisher. What the Leia Fisher. <laughs> you, how about you have another fucking beer? Dude? You know what? Carrie wouldn't be insulted if you said Leia Fisher. Yeah, yeah. She would find it honorable. You know what's funny is, I uh, speaking of Star Wars, I saw an interview just uh, this week with uh, Alec Guinness, and there's a popular legend out there about how, how much Alec Guinness hated the Star Wars movies. And this interview that I saw with him is anything but. He's yeah. talking about how, you know, he's, he's like uh, praising it. He's saying, you know, there's so much darkness in movies nowadays and storytelling and he goes mm-hmm. it's nice to have something that's just kind of uplifting and exciting and you know gets the audience cheering and 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 leaves them happy i was like what why how did we get this idea that he hated the i mean he's talking about it like he's he's i think later he was uh uh because he's such a celebrated you know sir actor right. sir Whatever his name is, yeah. Uh, whatever his name, um, <laughs> Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness. Uh, I Sir think Obi-Wan. later, later in his career, he probably you know in the the, the late eighties, yeah. early nineties, whenever he died, I mean, I, he might have been because he he had done much worse than that. I mean, he was yeah. I think in Nero, yeah, um, uh, with Malcolm McDowell, and yeah. Malcolm McDowell tells this wonderful story because um, uh, Alec Guinness was gay as Dan May, and 
And uh, um, <laughs> Alec Guinness was. Oh yeah. Was he really? Oh yeah. Oh, I had no idea. He was fabulous. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> Malcolm McDowell tells a story of on the set, and <laughs> Alec is coming down the hallway from the set, and he just seems so excited. He might have been coked up. Who knows? This is like the seventies, <laughs> oh, so, late sixties, early seventies. Destroying my whole and, image and of this guy. <laughs> he comes down the hall and, and, and sees Malcolm and goes, "Malcolm, Malcolm." My God, there's so many lovely young cocks in there. <laughs> Something to that effect. Most beautiful fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Alec Guinness just totally excited over all this young cock in the other room. <laughs> and because they're all naked, because it's a movie about Nero. Yeah. Nero. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, there's a lot of nudity and sex in that right. movie. And right. <laughs> he was just so excited about it. Do you like this one, Alec? Uh, that's not the cock I'm looking for. No, 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 yes. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> to go back to a Mel Brooks uh, These movie. are not the penises you're looking for. <laughs> but speaking of movies, this is a fabulous fucking beer, and we should have been drinking this the whole time. Wow, this is really good. This is a good one to end on. What is this? This. Tell me now. Uh, big Eddie Russian, Russian Imperial Stout. Wow. It's the uh, Jacob Leinklugel. I don't know, brewing company. Yeah. Dark complex with 11 malts and grains balanced by this three is, different distinct hops. This is really, really good. This is, there's levels to this fucking beer that I didn't know beer could have levels on. <laughs> this would be a good one to have on Black Friday. Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Yeah. WI is Wisconsin, right? With Milwaukee. Milwaukee's yeah. in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I'm just getting an accent <laughs> for no fucking reason. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is fucking fabulous. And thank you, uh, uh, Mike, for bringing this to New Year's. And I'm sorry we didn't open it with you. But I am saving that. Uh, oh, that's a Mike pick. Yes, it's a Mike pick. I and miss Mike, guys. I miss Mike, too. I, too. I miss you, Mike. Miss but you um, so um, he brought this to New Year's. I am not going to open the uh, 2011 The Abyss. Yeah. I have a 2011 Abyss in my fucking fridge. Yeah? Which I cool. won't open until... I don't know. Maybe I'll save it until I die, and you can either bury it with me or fucking drink it over my dead body. Wait until... Which, you know what? I vote drink it over my dead body, because if anybody's going to drink over a dead body, it would be my friends. <laughs> Hopefully the dead body's not me. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, true. I've watched several movies this week, uh, and fabulous fucking movies. First of all, I watched on, I believe, Monday, I watched The Arrival. Yeah. I can't say much about the movie, much like a lot of people that have seen it. Fabulous fucking movie. It's one of the first real sci-fi movies that has come out in a very long time. Like that's Okay, actual, that's cool. real, genuine sci-fi. Um, people want to say Interstellar. That movie was a piece of shit compared to this movie. Yeah, oh no, I, and- I fucking liked the shit out of that piece of beef that is right there on that phone. Um, anyway. That, sorry, and side note. Arrival. Anyway, Arrival, please, <laughs> as soon as you can, definitely go on to um, Amazon or wherever you can to see it. Yeah. Fucking fabulous. I want to talk about it with you guys really bad. Okay. Second, uh, we watched The Girl with All the Gifts. Another one, what I think you- people... What? the uh, Just Arrival. No, no. What did you think of that movie? Because I, I heard... The Girl with All the Gifts? Yeah, I heard that like critics and stuff who saw early screenings of this were actually uh, like getting up and leaving the theater because it was disturbing them so much. Uh, it can be disturbing because, because the... Uh, um, 
the monster is a child. Yeah. Ish. The monster is ish a child. Yeah. And the children are the monsters. Right. Um, I could see that because people, especially American audiences, have a hard time with with children and violence and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Roger um, Ebert used to rate movies. Da- he'd he'd ra- he'd put movies down if if they put a child in danger. Yeah, that was like a thing for fucking with stupid. Him. It is stupid. Um, this movie, I think people should go watch it. Um, I would give this movie like a three or a four out of stars out of five. It's it's an excellent movie. Is it predictable? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it's it's poignant and it's beautiful and it's it's. I don't know. Just go out and watch it. It's yeah. not your regular uh, what do you call it zombie movie. Right. Um, okay. And it's basically kind of a zombie movie. I've watched I watched the trailer for that and I, yeah. I remember and Amazing. for the most part horror movie trailers turn me off, but that one I looked I at it. I believe you I can watched. get that one on Amazon as well. Yeah. I um, like it when I watch a horror trailer and I just, I see no traces of any cliches. Yeah. And that was like I, I watched that and I was like, Wow. And then I went yeah. and read about it and I heard that like critics were getting up and leaving because they were too freaked out by it or too disturbed. Yeah, and which like, now makes me like, want to see that fucking well, movie. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. My but uh, no, that that movie got a lot of accolades this year from uh, from a lot of the the reviewers that I read. Right. Um, also, uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, that's another one. That's, that's a fucking fabulous movie. That's right up there with the girl with all the gifts. Yeah, absolutely. It's right the fuck up there had the same reaction with that which is there's just i didn't see anything even remotely cliche um, about it yeah i don't know um i think you can go on right now if you're amazon prime and watch it wow i think it's on amazon prime right now wow okay don't quote me on that or it was or it was on something i we watched it online um and it, i didn't pirate that shit yeah. uh, i didn't pirate any of these movies actually um um, amazon uh, sorry the autopsy of jane doe is a fantastic movie if you've ever seen uh, troll hunter no, I've never it's seen it. It's a uh, Swedish film right. from years ago. Uh, it's kind of a found footage type movie right. where this guy goes out and follows this literal troll hunter who is hunting trolls in Sweden. And <laughs> trolls are these big, giant creatures that in sunlight turn to stone. Right. And uh, um, it's a fantastic fucking movie. This is this guy's second movie. He decided to come over here and do something. He could have done anything because that movie got just was everywhere right. that year. It was fucking everywhere that well, year. Well, I watched and one. I watched, sorry. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. I watched one scene online that was uh, that was put up on the Apple's. Apple has a trailer app for for the iPad. An Apple app. Yeah, and you can watch you know these trailers, and they all have clips, like mm-hmm. exclusive clips from the movies or whatever. But that one had a clip from it, and I watched it, and um, the clip was like three minutes long. It was um, I did you say you saw the movie right? Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the scene where the girl. Where they pull the body out and the girl's looking at it and she's like and the guy and then the he rings the bell on the ankle that I'm watching that and it I actually kind of jumped a you little know bit it's when coming the, but you still do it I didn't know it was coming actually oh. that was the what I'm it's very it's very rare for a horror I grew up reading horror stories like religiously so it's very rare when a horror story actually gets a step ahead yeah. of me and does that. And so that's why I was like, well, wow, I, I might have to check this movie out. No, definitely check it out. It's a good movie, great twist, amazing acting. Yeah. Rogue One answered our oldest Star Wars question, why Stormtroopers have such bad aim. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Because their hearts are just not into it. <laughs> 
I'm looking. I'm looking. Actually, uh, Rogue One, not to interrupt you, but Rogue One answered a lot of old questions. Yes, it did. Actually. It and why the Death Star had the yeah. glaring fucking why it took him so long to to that was a that was a subtle thing in the movie actually that um why why did it take him so long to build the first one and then three years to build the second one. And and a lot of people will say, well, they knew how to do it by that point. But the, in the movie, they have the guy who's building it, who's behind the weapon, saying, "I intentionally dragged my feet for as long as I could." Mm-hmm. So that was like a, that was like a nice answer for that. Exactly. But anyway, exactly. go ahead. Continue. So but it, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Please go out and watch it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Go ahead. I will wait. Oh. What? No. Okay. Cool. Anyway. Drunken tussle. Okay, Duncan Trussell. Is that guy still relevant? Duncan Trussell. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh. Well, he still has a podcast. Oh, right. I don't I listen don't, to his podcast, unfortunately, but I don't. You know, you have so many podcasts you can fucking listen to. And I know you're like a much busier person than I am. Ah. Yeah, we, and you want kids. Wait till you have kids. All that busy, that's going to stop. I know. <laughs> and then you'll be a different busy. You'll be a completely different busy. It's like you. one of the, one of the cliches is uh, when you have kids... You're waiting for life to get back to normal. Guess what? That's the new normal. I'm okay with that. And no, it is. It's a good change. It's a wonderful change. And I think, I think you guys would be great parents, and it would be it would be cool to see a little uh, uh, Brandon running <laughs> around. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, maybe that's what we should name it. <laughs> Brandon. Uh, Jesus. No, Brandon would. No, Jesus. You should definitely name it Jesus. Jesus. Okay, that's it. Yes. Our next child will be named Jesus. I got I to be able to call someone else Chucho. Okay. Because it's short for Jesus. Because that makes sense. Yeah, it's Mexico. Don't don't don't, don't even try to make sense of that. Well, shit. whenever we reproduce, you can call our kiddo Chucho. It's okay. All right. That's that's fair. All right. Very cool. And I'm back. And he's back. <laughs> and yet another movie for yes. your list. Do you yes. remember a movie called Blue Ruin? We watched it on the podcast. Yes, that was a great movie. Guy made another movie uh, in the same vein as Colors. He made Green Room. Oh yeah, I saw. Uh, I suggest you watch that uh, movie. It's a very fucking good movie. Uh, It takes place right here in the Northwest. Ooh, yes, yes, it does. And um, it's uh, that gentleman Anton Yelich or whatever the heck that kid's name was. Oh right, yeah, Uh, that got killed. He he stars in it along with a few other people. It's a fabulous fucking movie. Yeah, it's. I would say it's not quite as good as Blue Ruin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ruin. I thought they said Room. I was like, the backstage of a Mari Povich show, The Green Room, where we see. No, who Green can... Room. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is that. That is yeah, Green yeah. Room. That's exactly what okay. it's supposed to be. Have you seen? Oh, okay. Because here's the gist of the movie yeah. uh, Punk Band from back east is traveling the West Coast. They're completely out of money. They're fucked. They don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Their van is practically breaking down. And. Uh, they decide to take this gig that this kid like tenuously gives them out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Well, come to find out, it's a neo-Nazi skinhead place. Woo! Oh, so they're in the green room. So they're going to go out. They're going to do. Uh, they're going to do their shit, and <laughs> something happens. They witness it, and shit goes downhill from there. Yeah, and it's all in the green room of this all right. uh, restaurant yes. bar, basically gig. So, yes, it is called Green Room. Very good movie. Uh, just yesterday watched The Wave. Um, the Wave is a Norwegian movie about a... Yeah, kind of. Um, it's a disaster movie, kind of, uh, about a tsunami. And essentially, uh, a lot of the, some of these fjords where these lakes are, yeah. 
Um, the the surrounding mountainsides are very like tenuous. And right. they, they will just collapse. And when they do, all that rock and mountainside goes into the lake. And, of course, if you did that in any kind of bowl, right. it would just shove all that water over. And sometimes there's cities or towns at the other end of these. Right, right. This apparently happened in 1905, right. I believe, to a town in, in Norway where out of nowhere in the middle of the night, tsunami comes, 40-meter wave, just takes out the whole town. Gone. Wow. And uh, that's what this is about. That same town, you know, in 2016 or 15, right? Uh, whenever the movie was made, and it's that it's the story of that. It's really good, amazing tension. It doesn't have a lot of the American tropes of uh, "you're stupid, we don't believe you," even though you're an expert and all that silliness that you get from our disaster movies. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's just an amazing movie, uh, well acted and really well done. And I still can't believe how much English. People speak in in the Nordic countries. It's amazing, but um, and lastly, uh, the one the one movie out of all these movies I would give a five to five stars to. Shades called, of Grey. Uh, oh, by the way, the wave is on Netflix. Please go watch it. Okay, um, all right. It's the next one. Fifty Shades of Grey. The next one is um, uh, Thirty Shades of My Hairy Ass. <laughs> oh, what? I've seen that. I've seen that. You have seen that. You've seen that with the dangly bits in betwixt. I think I saw. All live, right. Anyway, I, I saw a live performance. I saw live. I saw a live performance of this. <laughs> I'm just gonna chew on that for a little while. Don't please in don't. Betwixt. It's a bad flavor. It's a bad in, flavor. In betwixt. Out of all these movies, I gave a five stars to. The yes. Monster. The Monster is right now on Amazon Prime. Please go watch it. Huh. Just came out last year. Um, I've never, I, I've not seen a, a, such a good monster movie in God knows how long. People constantly say, yeah. "Oh well, how can you do a, a you know, a, a scary movie these days when we have all these cell phones?" These guys kind of answer that question. Yeah, and they don't, they don't fall victim to, uh, you know, the. The oh I can't I can't call anybody or or no one's going to come help us right. or, you know they don't fall victim to any of that it's it's well made it's well done it's incredibly acted yeah. especially by the little girl in it little girl she's probably about thirteen or fourteen when they made that she's playing like eleven right. ten or eleven right um, it's a poignant story with a mother and daughter and it's amazing it's yeah. it's one of the best movies I've seen. Probably that came out in 2016. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, definitely check it out if you can. So these are my long-winded, ridiculous, and I love movies <laughs> final thoughts. Oh, that's fine. Um, I will let you Wait, guys rant on whatever you need to rant that on. That was his final rant. I apologize. For well, according to the Daily Dot, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are finally in a same-sex relationship. Final thought. <laughs> Um, about time, though, uh, I think they should both be warned. They're probably neither of them very stable. No shit. Financially? (laughs) (laughs) That's where he goes. (laughs) And my final thought will be that, uh, to also throw another movie into the mix, but something that I've knocked off my old list of things I missed. Ooh, ooh, I can't wait. Which is, uh, a, a movie I did not expect to like, which is Karate Kid. I'd never seen that movie. And what? I'm am- I know. That's another one of those ones that gets that reaction. People are like, you're not an American. I don't think you're <laughs> actually. <laughs> What's that? You're not, not an American. You're not even a person. It's a shitty movie, but 
come on now. Even I've seen but it, the fucking you know Karate what? Kid. You know what? Yes, though? but when I say wax, wax on and wax, wax off, <laughs> he now knows it and occasionally does it. Well, I, I had heard that so much that I knew what film it was from without even actually understanding the reference. But um, I, to be sun honest, sun is warm and the grass is green. Grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. Wow, different show. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's, it's it's Karate Kid too. Oh, I haven't seen. I see. I didn't. I was advised not Karate to watch the Kid sequels. Two was in the nineties, and I was old enough to watch it. Eighty four. Was it really? Yeah. Well, then Grandma bought it really fucking late. <laughs> yeah, you, you just said the key word, Grandma. <laughs> this is a new movie the kids will like. My grandma's so sweet. I remember one time she got really excited about Lord of the Rings, and so she bought the animated feature thinking that it was the new movie that was still in theaters. And she was heartbroken when she realized it was the wrong one. Because she really wanted to impress me and my brother. And I was like, Grandma, I love you anyways. Yeah. And to yeah. this day, she wakes up in the middle of the night going, Breaking Bass! Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just a dream. So, yeah. So that was the final <laughs> thoughts. The Rankin Bass nightmare. It is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> if you've ever seen the Rankin Bass version of Lord of the Rings, yes. it's a fucking nightmare. It was tough it's to watch. It's nightmare fuel. That's definitely The Hobbit sure. is a little the cheesy. The Hobbit's awesome. Yeah, I that was, love The Hobbit. I have it in the front room. Nice. On TV. Me too. Yeah. In your front room. Brandon won't let me bring it home. <laughs> I was wondering why I had two copies. <laughs> oh, and no, one that the said one. one that said this belongs to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the version of Lord of the Rings they did was... It was foul. Not good. You should have stuck with other things. The Wizards? Wizards is an awesome movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, I have no idea no. what that is. I haven't seen it. <laughs> anyway, uh, enjoy your Rankin Bass Nightmare, Dave. <laughs> well, we've come to the end. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. End. Boop, 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 of REM. Slightly different ending. <laughs> That's not REM. But <laughs> in the immortal words of REM, see into the world as we know it. And you know what? Right. I feel fine. Yeah. You do feel fine. I felt you earlier. You're fine. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm going to have to clean up after this, but it's fine. <laughs> Good night, Dave. Your daughter, Bonsoir, Dave. The Beer Plus 3 podcast featured three secret wieners by the name of Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, and Bree Edwards. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at BeerPlus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. And good night to your secret wiener, too. Okay, this is a test.
And it looks good. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. If this were a real emergency, Trump would be president. Oh, God, please don't bring that topic up. Oh, my God, that's a slippery slope right now. I wish I could find it. In fact, I'm going to look for it now. What's that? Uh, on a, in a Scottish paper, whoever did the uh, the does the TV listings, yeah, listed the inauguration as a a, a weird science fiction trope, and it's, it's absolutely <laughs> genius. And it was I actually in their paper. It was like 4 p.m. I saw somebody repeating that today. But we never have enough because Brandon doesn't eat that way, and Brandon's our grocery shopper. How does Brandon eat? Two to three square meals a day. Oh, he's oh okay. He's not a snacker, so he'll, he tries. Like he'll buy me snacks that are yeah. reasonable, but then it's like one box of granola bars that I go through in a week. It's like I was <laughs> hungry. Those were really good, dipped in Nutella. <laughs> Ooh, those would be good dipped in Nutella. Yeah, actually. Oh shit! Granola bars dipped in. Nutella? I'm going to get some Nature Valley and Nutella. <laughs> I think we might have some in the in the pantry. Uh, actually, uh? and then you put it in the freezer, and then it's like. Like Ooh, yeah. there we go. That would be awesome. That'd yeah. be doubly awesome. Now we got to switch to being a, a food podcast. Three I could talk three. all day long about food. <laughs> well, that would be a good podcast if you wanted to have an excuse for crunching into the into the microphone. You know, it's like, then it wouldn't matter. You there is a podcast. Like, uh, two comedians do snacks with like Dave and Ryan or something like that, and they just get together every once in a while and eat snacks. <laughs> I'm the same way though. I I could eat one meal and then like when I get home, just like watching a movie or something, have yeah. some popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine. But my wife I, I, insists on cooking. If we ever get to the point where we're recording the podcast with just the Zoom, I'm waiting for the you know the inevitable someone instead of leaving the podcast to go use the bathroom, the Zoom, and that person goes to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pissers Plus Three. I'm waiting for that. Now. Welcome to the Pisser Podcast. We're all coming in My very scissors quiet right that now. are on the floor next to the table. I'm being very quiet. We're so white and <laughs> Jeff went all NPR host on us. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to NPR. You did an intro oh, like that once too, I didn't you? Talk. That's the one with the. Yeah. I did the <laughs> violin, the kind of classical music. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do that yeah. again sometime. We God, that's weird. You know, I, I don't yeah. know if you realize how many of those you did. It's like we kept. I, I was. I was. Um, yeah. I was making a note of it in our in our show indexes, mm-hmm. and it was like, for some reason, I had it in my head that we did like you did like three or four of them. No, and I did a lot of them. Yeah, I just kept going and going and going. And then yeah, there I was keep the trying. one. The one that you completely improvised when we were all completely Shit, huh? drunk. Yeah, was the uh, was the preacher, the Southern preacher. <laughs> And that wasn't even supposed to be a podcast. We just kept going after you did it. And I was like, okay, fine. We'll make a second podcast out of this one. Fuck it. That's definitely a... A swallow beer. Yeah, number two. Yeah, give it a two. Number two. Or are you giving it a two or are you calling it number two? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit from call of A. Yeah, little bit me. And I just they found out we have a Whole Foods. They, what's that? You didn't know? I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew we had douchebags. I didn't know they built a store for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really Whole Foods. We just put that on the front, and then they go in. They and go they in, don't and come they out. never come out. <laughs> Welcome to Trump's America. <laughs> no, I actually um, Whole Foods is, is surprisingly non douche. I mean, the store itself. If you just walk in, I'll admit the customers. You got to like overlook then, some of them, and then and then 
it's sixty dollars for like a, a, a wrap. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and a bottle of water. Yes, yeah. they're not cheap. Exactly. They're not it's, cheap. it's for douchey rich folks. <laughs> it, but it's organic and gluten-free. Yeah. You can go to the fucking grocery store and get that shit. <laughs> Douche canoes. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. That is okay. Sorry, I, I think Do I interrupted your guys' thought. I apologize for interrupting. I'm, I'm eating Cheetos. I'm really happy right now. <gasps> Cheetos. Oh. <laughs> I love Cheetos. I like Cheetos. I'm going Cheeto okay, Goldfish. Enough. Cheeto Goldfish. Cheeto oh. Goldfish. <laughs> you and Emilia seem rebel. to have a uh, love rebel, hate. Rebel. You guys seem to have a love hate relationship with that kind of stuff. What? You and you and Emilia, you seem to uh, like love it and then alternately hate it. <laughs> I love Cheetos. Everybody loves Cheetos. Yeah. If somebody doesn't love Cheetos, they're probably not human. Yeah. They're probably that subterranean um, <laughs> lizard people that live underground, <laughs> or you know. From yeah. um, and but what? goldfish, the most yeah. foul fucking thing I've ever eaten in my life. Goldfish, goldfish, really? Oh my god, no! I I love goldfish. Well, I don't mind you eating them, <laughs> as long as I don't have to eat them. <laughs> now, if you started kissing me and then shoved it into my mouth with your tongue, then I would take. Exception. They're just they're just crackers, though. What is it that bothers <laughs> oh, no. you? What is it that bothers I you? I wouldn't have an issue with doing that with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what is it bothers you about goldfish? They're, they're so gross. mild tasting. It's not even. Yeah. Well, I think they always have that weird, disgusting, cheesy flavor that I don't like. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Cheetos don't really taste like cheese. They no, taste they like don't. Cheetos. Right. Right. Now, like things like uh, um, what is it called? Doritos mm-hmm. and Goldfish mm-hmm. and uh, um, those those popcorn bullshit with the like white cheddar. All that. All the popcorns oh. with all the white oh. cheddar or the mm. cheddar or. Uh, any of those flavors where it's like almost cheese but powder? Yeah. No. Oh, You're no, no, no. You're a bad, no. bad human being, and you deserve I, to have your nipples pinched. I love cheese popcorn. I could eat oh, several bags of that I, stuff in one no. sitting. They always ruin jalapeno popcorn with cheese. It's always like white cheddar jalapeno. Yeah. Like, all I see is jalapeno. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Luckily, they do make, Sriracha makes their own popcorn, so I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy with it. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit is good. Yeah. I can sit down and eat a whole fucking bag by my lonesome. <laughs> by my little lonesome. But uh, we, I've been watching movies all week. Uh, we started with The Arrival, which was a fantastic fucking movie. And I have oh, some other yeah. movies to talk about that yeah. uh, were big surprises to me. I didn't think these movies would be as good as they are. Oh, so. oh, oh, oh. You know what I just realized? You have movies. No, you this have. is the first time we've had a chance to talk about Star Wars with Bree and me both on the podcast Done. since Rogue Done. One came out. Done. <laughs> What's Seth Rogue One? <laughs> Jeff is looking at me like, I don't, he's, I don't. Oh, that's he's just been beer. kidnapped and put into the backseat of a car. Let's hope so. No, we'll keep it, we'll keep it light on the Star Wars content, but. I don't. I can talk about Starbucks. Uh, Star Wars. Starbuds. Starbuds. Oh, Sorry, Starbuds. I, I, that's what I call Starbucks because uh, if you go to English dot com, somebody oh, went to oh, yeah, Malaysia yeah. or somewhere, yeah, and right. it was a coffee shop called Starbuds. Yeah. <laughs> it had the green front and everything with the like a really shittily painted mermaid on it. It was awesome. You would expect that. I Which, would. Uh, what did you just pour us? This is the Racer Five India Pale Ale. Okay. Well, I guess we and that last beer really gives it gives it a strange flavor. Oh, good. See, that's why I was afraid of that one. Offering that one up, um, it's gonna um, cause problems now. The um, rest of the uh... no, it's not okay. No, it's okay. not okay. No, the the sage will blow your fucking 
those things out of your mouth. The buds, the tasting buds. Yeah, wow. funk. It has a bit of a funk to it. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I guess we should get started since we're actually... All right, to... all right, I'll do it in the row right now. Welcome to the wide, wide world of sp- I can't do him very well. <laughs> I'm Howard Cosell. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. Don't do that again, Jeff. Yeah, please. I please. was a big Howard Cosell fan, and I, th- I don't think you should do that again. Yeah. <sighs> Are you ready? I was born ready. Sweetness. 